This is the Adventure Mindset Podcast. We're your hosts, Tanya and Adam, travel filmmakers living in our campervan and out of our backpacks for the last four years. Through our experience and through conversations with others, we discuss travel, adventure, courage and mindset. You'll hear from guests who remind us that life is short, that personal growth matters and that adventure is for everyone, whatever adventure means to you. Subscribe to join our community. This is the Adventure Mindset Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the show. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, everybody. We are in jits. We are in jits. Wow, you didn't you didn't lead up to it at all. Don't need to lead up to it. We, we are in jits. We are in jits. We are in <laughs> our camper van jits. We have left Iceland, left Iceberg, our rental camper van there. And we are home in our own bed and kitchen oh, and living room so so well the first night back in jits and it's yeah it's just amazing to be back home and to be back in the uk especially when the weather's like this any of you listening who are in the uk will know that the weather is stunning at the moment and has mm. been apparently for a little while and how long may it continue yes it's actually giving me flashbacks of our time in Italy, which is very fitting because in today's episode, we're going to be sharing with you a conversation that we had with Katie, who is the host and the mastermind behind the podcast Untold Italy. Yes, so we were guests on the podcast and we spoke all about our time in Italy in the van. As some of you may know, we spent uh, probably a bit over two months in Italy in JITS making films. So if you haven't seen those, they are on YouTube. Our van life <laughs> series is on YouTube. Our Italy van life series is on YouTube. So if you are interested in van life or if you're interested in Italy or if you're interested in van life Italy, then this episode is for you. Mm-hmm. And also just a shout out to Katie and her podcast, because if you love Italy and who doesn't, because mm-hmm. Italian food, Italian people, the weather, the landscape, her podcast is really a great source of inspiration. She has conversations with people that are tour guides, people that are local business owners, you name it. So we will, of course, leave her show linked in our show notes. But for anyone else, who is just interested in a good old-fashioned van life chat we are delighted to be sharing this one with you because we did record it uh, a couple of months ago when we were backpacking and now we are back in jits and it feels so good we've only been back for a couple of nights so we will be updating you on how we get on and also I think it'll be next week's episode. We're going to be sitting down and talking about our reflections off the back of our four-month backpacking it's trip. Going to be, it's going to be the part two of our Q&A. Because mm-hmm. part one was last week and we had so many questions that we couldn't get through them in a designated time. So <laughs> we are going to record a part two for you and that will be out next Sunday. Um, but without further ado, here's the conversation that we had when we were being interviewed by the lovely Katie on her podcast, Untold Italy. So we hope you enjoy it, and here it is. This is the Untold Italy Travel Podcast, and you're listening to episode number 174. Ciao a tutti and benvenuti to Untold Italy, the travel podcast where you go to the towns and villages, mountains and lakes, hills and coastlines of Bella Italia. 
Each week, your host, Katie Clark, takes you on a journey in a search of magical landscapes, history, culture, wine, gelato, and of course, a whole lot of pasta. If you're dreaming of Italy and planning future adventures there, you've come to the right place. Buongiorno, friends. Hope everything is great wherever you are in the world and you're busy planning wonderful trips to Italy. I started traveling many moons ago and things were certainly a lot different than dealing with visas, the Italian currency lira in its thousands, and negotiating where to stay when we arrived at the train station. There was no Airbnb or online bookings back then. Things were quite free and easy. And you know what? Sometimes I miss those days where you would just take to the road and rock up at your next destination ready to explore without too many details in hand. These days, there are a myriad of ways to travel, and to be honest, while I love the organisation, perhaps a little bit too much, I do think fondly of the days when we had a little less expectation of our travels. So today, we're going to explore a fun way to travel in Italy, which is popular with a lot of Europeans, actually, especially the Dutch and Germans, but that you may not have considered for your own trip, and that's campervanning. There's something about taking to the open road and exploring, which is so very popular here in Australia, where I'm from, and I know also in the United States, where many, many of our listeners tune in from too. Our guests today are Tanya and Adam, fellow podcasters, filmmakers and photographers, and the dynamic duo behind Jits Into the Sunset. They had a fantastic time exploring Italy in their van for two and a half months, starting in the Dolomites and heading south. They even took the van to the Amalfi Coast. Gosh, that does sound brave. So let's hear all about it and welcome them onto the show. Benvenuti, Tanya and Adam. Welcome onto the Untold Italy podcast. Thank you so much for having us. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're really, really excited, Katie. What a pleasure it is to get to sit down and chat with you all about Italy and doing it with a van. We're really, really excited. Oh my goodness, I love having fellow podcasters on the show and I am so intrigued to hear about your van life adventures in Italy. But how about you first introduce yourselves and let our listeners know how you came to have this incredible trip exploring Italy in your van. Sure. So we've lived in a van for almost four years up until a couple of months ago where we've, we've now left it in Europe and gone backpacking, but that's a separate story. So yeah, we lived in a van for like three and a half, almost four years We only originally planned to live in a van for one year. We saved enough money to go traveling in a camper van for one year. And by the end of the year, we were like, well, we love it so much. And we were starting to make films on YouTube and develop a community there. And we just decided, why stop now? Why why give up? And we just carried on going, carried on going. And that led us to exploring a whole lot of Europe and Italy, was always someone that was right at the top of our bucket list. Mm. And we tried to get there. Well, we did very briefly get there in 2020, just before the second lockdowns came in and we got immediately chased out. <laughs> so it's been somewhere that we really wanted to go back to and do properly, which we managed to do late last year. Yeah, for two months. And we we managed to travel from all the way to the north when the, starting off at the Dolomites all the way down south through the Amalfi Coast and made it down to Puglia. Yeah. And yeah, Italy is just, I mean... It's, it's so amazing. It's yeah. such an amazing country. I mean, we don't need to tell you or your listeners this, I'm sure, but the <laughs> fact that you've got 
mountains. We were up in the mountains. We were up in snow. And then we drove and like, I think it was like, we drove slowly. And like a couple of days later, we were in the sun in the rolling hills. And then, you know, a few weeks later, when we decided to move on, we were down at the coast on this amazing (laughs) crystal clear blue water. It's just like, you've got all of this in the space of just a bit of driving. And that's why it is such an incredible place to do a road trip. Yeah, I I think so too. The diversity is absolutely incredible. So tell us, what were some of your favourite places? What are your top three? You've probably got different ones, so you can both have a go. (laughs) It's so hard. It's so hard. So we were talking about this, and as we were talking about this, we just listed off everywhere we'd been. (laughs) Yeah, this classic. (laughs) I know, that happens to me too. (laughs) Yeah, we were like, oh yeah, Dolomites, definitely. And then, oh no, yeah, but definitely Tuscany as well and then oh yeah but what about like the Amalfi Coast so, so yeah. it's really hard so we're, we're going to try and narrow it down yeah. here but I think it's fair to say that the Dolomites yeah. are just otherworldly if you love nature if you're into hiking and whether you love going on beautiful walks or you like to hike there's something for you in the Dolomites and the northern region where it's just absolutely breathtakingly mm. beautiful and you know, especially when you're when you're traveling by van, whether you own your own or whether you're renting one, imagine yourself parking up where you're making yourself your cup of tea and you're looking at your window of your tiny little home and there's just epic mountains. Just this and, mountainscape that yeah. goes on forever. And and the Dolomites has always been somewhere that Adam in particular has wanted to go. It's a very cinematic place. And for us as filmmakers, it was just an indulgence, an absolute indulgence. Yeah. So we, we've loved the Dolomites. And also to add to that, it's very camper van friendly and we can get onto how you find places to park, how, where you know, about wild camping, about where you stay. For example, as you know, in the Dolomites, one of the most impressive and most visited sites is the Three Peaks. And there you can stay in your camper van. There's a car park right at the top designated for camper vans. And you have to pay the 30 euro toll to get past. And you get past and you're allowed to stay up the night there as long as you come back before the 7 p.m. time again the next day. So you've got 24 hours up there. We actually ended up staying for for two nights because it was so beautiful. And it's just really cool. And there's loads of camper vans there, so it's really nice. And the view is just perfect. It's better than any campsite we've ever been to. It was unbelievable. And also, the people are very friendly there. They, They tell you, actually, as you arrive, they say, if you want to go up after 7, then you get, what was it? Was it free or was it half price? No, it's free. It's free. Yeah, so basically the way that the tolls work is from 7 p.m. to 7 p.m. So there was a line at 6.59 of campers <laughs> we were waiting, that queue. <laughs> waiting for the man at the kiosk to leave, who was the one that told us about it, to leave so that we could go in for free and not have to pay for that, that second day. Yeah, so sound of him to tell us, oh, if you wait for an extra few hours, you can go up for free. Yeah. Like, he didn't have to do that. And to add to that, that is just a testament to the warmth and the kindness and the generosity of the Italian people. They're just so welcoming. They're so glad to see you enjoy the country. And Katie, I know you've said this many, many times, as long as you have a big smile on your face and you're you're willing to, to interact and be curious about other people and the Italians and their culture, you're just going to have the best time. And we got to experience that Italian hospitality as we road trip all down through the country. Yeah. So back to the, the question, I think our favourite place, I think it has to be the Dolomites. If we had to really pick one, 
yeah, I think the Dolomites, mm. because it was, like we said, so camper van friendly. Some of the places to park are absolutely mind-blowingly beautiful, like really some of the best park-ups we've ever had. Katie, you said that we probably have different ones. and Okay, so Dolomites is mine, is it? The, the Dolomites, I'll give yes, you one. Great. I'll have I, Dolomites. Because I also <laughs> think it's great to, to show variety. We've loved doing van life in Tuscany because we have gotten the pleasure of camping literally right mm. next to vineyards. On the last uh, trip that we did, we got to stay in an agriturismo where they have homestays and you can also rent rooms, but they'll also, some of them will also allow you to park up your van for free. And what you do is you then get involved in what what we did. We picked olives and we pressed our own olive oil. Yeah, we got to see the process right from the beginning to the end. So literally from the picking the olives (laughs) off the tree. And then within a few days, we were going to the olive pressing facility and pressing the olives and seeing this incredible bright olive oil coming out. Oh, amazing. I've actually just recorded a podcast specifically about the olive harvest and, you know, that's coming out a little bit before yours. So it's going to be interesting to say, but it is a beautiful tradition, isn't it? Like it's not something that you would have anywhere, perhaps anywhere in the world. The thing I found really funny about it that I didn't really realise was that they have their olive pressing facilities during the season run 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So we were there literally at midnight pressing olive oil. It's so funny. <laughs> it's not like a nine to five thing. <laughs> and we're had, they're having a little bit of a party on the side there? or They weren't actually. Everyone was so busy just trying to make sure their olives were weighed and pressed. And Top tip, make sure that if you're pressing your own olive oil and you find yourself doing this, don't forget to bring your bread so that you can taste it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have our bread with us. We didn't bring us. bread. Yeah. yeah, top tip. Yeah, bring your own bread. Well, you know, in Umbria, actually, which is next door to Tuscany, they do seem to have a little bit of a party when they do their olive oil pressing. <laughs> and I think they make pizza and all sorts of things. So, you know, maybe you should try that one next time. But, um, yeah, it's. I mean, Tuscany is stunning, isn't it? And in any season, it's just beautiful. And I think it's particularly the harvest time. It's just stunning. All right, so you've got Dolomites and Tuscany, and I love that tip about the agriturismo. I mean, agriturismos, I have a whole podcast on that, and it's like if you don't know what it is, go listen back to the podcast and I'll put the number in the show notes. You will not regret staying in agriturismo ever. Yeah, they're incredible, really unique experiences. Yeah, and I, and I think it's a it's a wonderful way to integrate with the locals because... And the they, culture, like and properly. And the culture, yeah, because they are there all year round and usually you have these beautiful views and you can get involved in whether it's the harvest or you could also you know get involved in helping in the kitchen and then there's the community and the people that you meet that are staying there like-minded people so you can go there as a family or you could go there as a solo traveler and just meet other people that have kind of that shared values and are looking for something different and appreciate Italian culture. Amazing. Okay, now I think we should go through your whole itinerary and just like maybe go through the highlights. But first, can you tell us about your van? What sort of van is it? My parents had a combi van when I was growing up, so <laughs> I do know a little bit. It was very, I was 1970s old school uh, pop-up roof. Yours sounds a lot cooler than our van. Well, what's your van like? And it has a name too, doesn't it? Yes. It does. <laughs> so our van is a Peugeot Boxer from 1998. It's very, very functional but not 
very cool at all. We've named her Jitters, <laughs> or Jits for short, because when you go over 60 kilometers an hour, she starts jittering around and you can hear like the plates clattering around in the back because we don't even have camping gear. We've got full crockery and you can just hear it clattering around. Sometimes the fridge door will come flying open. So she's, she's rickety and jittery. So yeah, Jits, that's her name. <laughs> and yeah, she was my mum's van. I inherited her when my mum actually passed away in 2019. And she is the reason that we got into van life because she really inspired me because she had the van. Of course, she had jets. She did two massive trips in Wales and in Scotland uh, after she retired. And that was what made me go, wow, van life. So I inherited the van from mum and inherited the idea of van life from mum as well. And that is how we ended up with the van. But yeah, it's, it's such a good van. And we've actually got a van tour on our YouTube channel because it's really hard to explain on, on an audio format. But effectively, you've got everything you need in this pretty small van, mm-hmm. especially for anyone listening in America who's used to RVs, which are like these massive vehicles. It's a <laughs> very small van. can't remember the measurements off the top of my head, but we've got a fridge, we've got an oven, we've got a hob, we've got hot water, we've got a specific wet room that's also like a toilet and a, and a shower. Mm-hmm. We've got a modular um, setup for our bed. So in the daytime, it is like two couches, let's say. Um, we have the tables. We have a big table, a small table that you so can take out. Yeah, set it up for office or for eating. Yeah, and then that all gets changed every day, every evening into a bed. You pull levers and this comes out and then you move this across. And then you've got a really decent, comfortable and roomy double bed. And then... In the morning, back again, we do everything. So we love the fact that she's modular. Because she's modular, we can fit in everything. And when people walk into Jits, they'll always say, like, she's like a TARDIS. It's like there's so much room. It, <laughs> it looks tiny on the outside, but so spacious. You can stand up yeah. when you're in there. And it's, we just love it. And It's so well designed. And we it's not a self-build. It came from a small company that professionally convert vans like this. And after doing all the research that we, we've done, because originally I wanted something a lot cooler. Mum was like, honestly, this is the van you want because you can live in this van. And I was looking at like combis, like VW, something really retro, really cool. But after all my research, I realised, no, mum was right. Like Jits has got everything you need and in such a small space. And for us was absolutely perfect. And it is still to this day the best design internally of a van i think that i've ever seen but she does break down no <laughs> <laughs> oh, well there's gotta be there's always pros and cons isn't there oh my goodness yeah. when you're saying you, when you go over 60 kilometers an hour i'm just thinking the italian roads and the autostrada and i'm like well, how does that work how do you go on the italian roads with jits well you can you can go over the 60 miles an hour and you can go over the 70 miles an hour no not over 70 i'd say you can get to 70 miles an hour and it's fine but you are jittering around (laughs) but in terms of like the small roads and the little country lanes that you have in italy again it's not a massive rv it's a small kind of medium wheelbase van so it's not like a really long sprinter van and it's not huge we have actually managed to get it down some pretty tight spaces and some pretty small lanes like that's the other thing about the van is it you can park it in a normal parking space designed for a car so it is small enough to do these kinds of lanes and get to the places that you might not be able to get to if you're in a bigger car and that's very important in Europe and particularly in Italy I would say so did you see any of these big like RV style vans at all on your travels 
Yes, but only on big roads. Yeah. <laughs> you can see them going into the little towns, which is the best thing about Italy. Exactly. You can the higgledy piggledy little side streets and things that you can you can go and explore. And I think that that's one yeah. big tip to your listeners. If you're thinking about traveling to Italy and renting your camper van and you want to do this experience consider a smaller vehicle mm. as small as you feel like you can manage to spend time in exactly and then you know you could also stay in campsites for example if you want to have access to bigger showers and all of that but you will not regret going smaller rather than what you might be used to which would be a larger rv and then that can limit you and other places that you can explore which especially especially if you're just following the sat nav because we found ourselves accidentally down these tiny roads mm-hmm. and i would not feel comfortable driving them <laughs> in anything bigger we were like on cobble streets so i was like a car's supposed to be here and then you just see some like vespers nipping around you're like okay it's a road if you're following google maps then you don't want to be in a big van because you will get stuck somewhere oh my goodness google maps it'll get you every time like especially if you're going off the beaten path for sure i mean we have a great few great stories like and i don't i need to listen to my own advice because you know this was a time when we were following google maps and we did not have the physical map and or and we didn't listen to the hotel advice either by the way which was Uh-oh. really really silly um and you know like literally stuck between two stone walls and the guy the hotel manager came out and goes what are you doing oh my god <laughs> i know i was like he had to get out and we scraped the car it was all right in the end though but yeah it's, i think a physical map is really important right i mean you you can't underestimate it well we have to admit that we did not ever have a physical map <laughs> we maybe but we should have you winged it <laughs> we yeah. winged it we just used the we used the sat navs so you actually drove from london to um the dolomites right yeah, we get on uh, the Euro Tunnel, and for anyone that's not familiar with the Euro Tunnel, it is literally a train track that is built underneath the sea that connects you from the UK to France, and it takes you about what is it like half an hour, twenty five minutes, or forty yeah. minutes. You get to relax, and what's brilliant as well when you're traveling in a camper van is that you just drive your van onto the train, and you can relax. The next you're just traveling you know. at home. You're yeah. just, just sitting down at home and you're on your way to Europe. It's yeah. Great. <laughs> and, and it doesn't take that long to get from the UK to, to Italy. I have to caveat for anybody listening that we love to travel slowly. It's actually one of the great pleasures of living in a van. I think that we know people certainly who in one year can travel to like 30 countries in Europe and they nip here, here and here. We would rather do less for longer. So whilst you could travel from the UK to Italy in a much shorter space of time, I think us being quick is still taking like seven days because we love to indulge on the journey and see how things unfold. And if we love a place, we love to stay a little bit longer. But for us, going quickly, knowing that last year we really wanted to make sure that we got our two months of time indulging in Italy. We we got there in, in six or seven days. <laughs> I've actually done the fast the fast one on the Euro Tunnel. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, we had to get down to Switzerland in a hurry. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, um, you know, not everyone has like, I mean, you're lucky you've got a lot of time to take it uh, very slowly. But um, and it is, you know, if you ever have the chance to do that, it's super fun just to drive around Europe that way. I mean, we did that trip quite a few times, actually, when we lived in the UK. And it's it's so fun to see the different cultures change as you go through the different regions. It's amazing. So when you arrived in the Dolomites, how long did you stay there? Well, I think we stayed there for about three weeks in the end. And this is, again, the great thing about van life is we had a very rough itinerary of things that we wanted to see. Mm. And when you're living in a van, you can take your time, you can react and go to places that you want. You don't have to have a solid plan because you don't have to book your accommodation. You don't have to book your transportation. So we could just make it up as we go along. And we were just driving around the Dolomites going, oh, I like this. Oh, should we go check this out? Should we go check that out? And we ended up, yeah, pottering around the Dolomites for three weeks before moving on. Mm, and then the other thing to add to that is that quite often, like the best thing about travel is when you're we're meeting local people and the local knowledge that you get mm. um, from others. And Again, you can be reactive to that. If someone recommends a beautiful walk or, you know, there's a place that is right next to the main tourist attraction, but have you checked this? I guess this is actually where us Italians, we go. You can do that and you can decide you stay one night longer or two nights if you want and explore that. It's a very spontaneous way of traveling. Yeah, and I think that's somehow been lost in these days of where you can book everything online. I was just reflecting before that mm. when I started travelling in the 90s, it was very, it was way more spontaneous. Like, and you didn't have a choice because there was no option to research online. You'd just show up at the train station and there would be people with signs and you'd be like, oh, I think I'll stay there tonight. But it's a very different, um, everything is hyper-organised, but I feel like you do need to be like that in the cities in Italy. Actually, you do need to be very organised. But uh, if you really want to explore the countryside, how cool to be spontaneous and just spend your time wandering around and soaking up the bits that you really love rather than what you've seen maybe online. Yeah, and, I mean, even even there you mentioned the cities, like van life. We visited both Venice and Florence and we parked out just outside a short bus ride away from both of those places and we could stay there kind of for as long as we want, like until we finished feeling like we'd explored the city, mm. then we just drive on. So it is still a good way to explore the cities. I can definitely see how easy that would be in Florence, just, you know, because it's such a small city with, um, you know, lots of hills around and I'm sure you get a pretty good vantage point there actually. That's right. We were just up a hill just in the town right next. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but we were like a 15, 20-minute bus ride away from Florence. So mm-hmm. that's like a 15, 20-minute bus ride away from home, effectively. Yeah. So you just <laughs> hop on the bus and then go into town and hop on the bus home again. It's, yeah. it's really cool. And similarly with Venice, we were a 25-minute bus ride away. And I think if I remember correctly, we were probably paying a 16 or 18 euro per night to stay in this campsite it wasn't like anything fancy but it did the, it, job. It, did the job it had the showers um, if you needed to do your laundry there was facilities for you to do that and it's just a great way to explore somewhere like venice which can on a budget on a budget exactly because it can be expensive mm. if, if it's a once in a lifetime experience for you and you want to go luxury of course you can do that but if you want to make your budget stretch and you you want to experience a road trip around Italy and that region, 
then this is definitely not off the cards. You don't just have to stick to the mountains and, you know, really kind of go into the vineyards and and say, well, I, I wouldn't be able to do cities like Florence or Venice. So they are there for the taking if that's what you would like to do. <laughs> I just like to mix it up. So I think that's what you've done. And I think that <laughs> that's a really great way to do it. It's, yeah, especially if you're on a budget, because, you know, even if you're renting, like, I mean, really like hotel rooms, like the price of hotels have actually gone up astronomically in the last two years and so it's really I guess do the maths even with the road tolls and all of that and the parking fees I'm sure that um it probably works out a lot cheaper to go in the van actually yeah and and something else we always speak about with van life a a way of travel that's really specific to van life is you get to see the Mm in-betweens that you wouldn't see if you were taking public transport if you were taking a train you just go from train stop to train stop or of course a flight even more so you just fly over everything But Italy has got so much to offer, Uh, little towns that you've never heard of, these amazing like landscapes that that aren't on postcards. And when you're traveling in a van, you drive through these and you take pit stops in these little towns you've never heard of when you're on the way to the place that you, you you have heard of. And sometimes like we spent a good chunk of time in this place that we had not planned to spend simply because we found a great park up. It was a really beautiful, cute little town. And... We were just like, yeah, why not? This is this is great. Like, when will we ever come back here? So that's the other thing about van life is that you can go outside of the main touristy destinations and find other parts of Italy that you would probably not discover if you were traveling in another way. And because they are not so touristy, it really feels like you're getting into the essence of that Italian culture. Because if people are not speaking English because it's not a tourist place, then you're doing the old fashioned way. You're communicating yeah. with with your hand gestures and your smiles and, you know, your signals and all of it. And that is a really brilliant point that the getting to experience the in-between places is, is super special and unique as well. Yeah, I do think there the that's where the real gold is initially, is those in-between places. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, it's just, you know, Italy is popular for a reason and it's it's so absolutely stunningly beautiful and I feel like, you know, then you build up this tourist infrastructure which is there to help move people around and everything but slowly, slowly it erodes the essence of what was there in the first place that drew people. So I'm... I'm really hopeful and I really try on this podcast to try and get people out into these other places so you can really experience that for yourself because once you have, you'll never go back. Like you'll be like, I just, I need to have that feeling again. It's like, it's always like um, some sort of addiction, you know, which is probably why I keep going back. But um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's very special. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And I think van life really is such a good way of exploring Italy in that way. You know, Katie, you mentioned accommodation going up and I I don't know if you know at the top of your head how much one would be like would expect to to pay because I'm thinking about your listeners and them wanting to replicate a trip like this and if they wanted to to rent a camper van there's rental car companies. I, I I looked them up before we hopped on on here and People can be paying on, like for two people and for their camper van, they could be paying on average around 100 to 120 euro per night that you rent. But that is your accommodation and your transport. And, you know, you get all the home comforts. Yeah. I can imagine 
that, especially if you're going to a place like Venice, you can run up a higher bill as well. Oh, easily. I mean, of course you can find relatively cheap places, but you don't, again, you don't have that transport cost. You don't have the, um, you know, access to these smaller places. And I think like 200 euros is a pretty, to get a very sort of middle of the road place in the cities is, that's probably average 200 euros. So I think, um, yeah, it's definitely sounds cheaper (laughs) to go in the van. And yeah, it's a totally different type of trip as well. So I feel, you know, everyone's different. That's what I love about this show is that we can talk one minute, we can be talking about luxury trips and the next minute we can talk about home swaps and then we can talk about van life. I love that about, um, you know, how everyone's traveling these days. It's so different and it's just just a great way to share to expose people to different ideas that they may not have thought about yeah absolutely and you mentioned there that you know some people are interested in luxury and I can imagine that there will be some listeners who would say I like the idea of it but I don't know that if I'd be able to do it myself because I love my home comforts and We have met a lot of people in the last four years who have gone from doing the classic, you know, all-inclusive package type of holidays and feeling like that was their ideal way to travel to really relishing in all of the magic that van life brings. Because van life, it gives you the home comforts because you've got your own bed, your mini kitchen. If you've got a, you know, a little toilet or a shower, you could do that. But also it's that injecting a bit more adventure. So I would say if you're on the fence, don't underestimate what you might find really like a wonderful way to travel just because you're used to one way. This could be a wonderful new avenue of exploration Time for you. Pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I know I love it because as well, like I think really we need to examine and think to ourselves what is luxury because to me luxury is unique experiences and having those moments that, you know, you're not in that kind of a sausage factory but it can be a bit like that in um when you get into some of the big cities and the major tourist areas but so for me luxury is just like having that that experience where you it's exclusive no one's got it and it that sounds really um gucci or something like that but it's not it's very you can have that just by like you said that beautiful moment um parking your van at the top of the hill overlooking the three peats and the dolomites i mean that to me is extremely exclusive and luxurious in a lot of ways you know that's it and the thing we quite often say is we'll park up in these places that we'll have to ourselves that we'll have these incredible views whether it be on a beach up a mountain or next to a castle or next to a castle or wherever it is and we'll say we'll often joke like, my God, how much would we be paying to have an Airbnb or a hotel room that was in this location? And it's like, we're just here either paying like a fiver or camping for free or or whatever it might be, still like a fraction (laughs) of the price. And on top of that, we're at home still. <laughs> it's it's really an incredible way of traveling. Yeah, super cozy. It's great. All right. Now I've got some questions for you about the Amalfi Coast because having driven along there, and we don't ever recommend anyone to drive, actually, <laughs> they can help. Um, so you took a van down the Amalfi Coast. Respect <laughs> to you. <laughs> How did that go? Slowly. Slowly, but it was shoulder season, so it wasn't peak season. So I think the roads were quieter than maybe they sometimes are. Fewer big buses, 
few uh, tourists driving around not knowing what they're doing, I guess. Uh, we were one of the few. And yeah, we, we made it. It was fine. It was just slow. And like I said, our van is smaller than perhaps you may be envisaging. It's not a massive van. So we did make it. I didn't have too many problems. I just had to take it slow. And in terms of the actual van lifing, we didn't have it's not van life friendly there. So we ended up, we actually stayed with a friend because there was no real parking. But in terms of the driving, I think as long as you're careful and confident. I'm thinking specifically of that hairpin bend going up to Ravello. I don't know if you did that one, but the, the buses have to kind of do a three-point turn and it was like... That that one was a little bit further on. but uh, I, We turned around before that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 100%, I think, I think it's very wise to deter people, tourists who are not very confident or comfortable drivers to just avoid mm. those roads because... Yeah, they're they're very skinny and those buses, I mean, they're extremely skilled, but they are they're massive. They are massive. Remember they're all Napoli drivers as well, and they know they've been driving those roads for years, and so they you know, for them it's like they just do it by nature and they handle it very well. But for us it's like yeah oh goodness so uh so i know like a little bit about van life in europe but not so much but i do understand that some countries are really better than others in terms of the services that they've got set up how how is it in italy how does it go i loved it i think in europe in general van life is quite popular also and in in italy italians they like to road trip. They've got their own camper vans as well. We often parked up next to locals that were from another part of the region. And so it is very well equipped. One of the top tips that we always share with people is that in Europe, there is this app called Park for Night. That's park and then for the number four and night. And it is a user generated map of places that you can park up either it's a paid campsite or it's a free campsite or it's um it's kind of a wild camping where the locals don't mind you staying so people leave reviews and you are able to then find places to stay not just to stay but to hook up your electricity if you need to empty out your toilet so that, that's another thing you're 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 self-sufficient there are plenty of spots that you can stay. There's also uh, resources where you can sign up. I think you pay £35 to unlock access to like 280 different hosts around the country that will host you this on their Italy vineyard. This is specific, isn't Yeah, it? this is Italy specific on their, in their vineyards or they'll host you on their farms and you can stay there for 24 hours for free. And sometimes if they're, you know, if they're selling something, you can just go and you can check out their shop. You can contribute in that way, but there's not an obligation because What's you've that signed. Uh, that one is called agricamperitalia.com. For, for 35 pounds. So there are plenty of places to park up and to stay at however you would like to do, whether it's wild camping, meeting locals on their farm or on their vineyards or in campsites. So it is very camper van friendly. So just a quick one on the wild camping. I think wild camping is technically not legal in Italy, but it's kind of a bit of a gray area. And we only did it a few times when we felt 
like it was this really nice spot that was miles away from anyone and it wasn't a bother. And people mm. do not mind. It's not like a law as such. It's just kind of like a guideline as to like not do wild camping. But if you do it respectfully mm. and again, you follow this app park for night and you look at the reviews and you make sure you're out of the way and you stay, you know, for one, maybe two nights maximum, then wild camping is done and seems to be absolutely fine in Italy. And we've even had police like just drive past us and no one minds. It's absolutely fine as long as, like we say, as long as you're respectful. And there are also, Tanya didn't mention, there are these things called airs, mm. which are dotted around the country. A lot more of them actually are in North Italy than South Italy. But airs are these places that are specifically designed for camper vans that are designated. They're always free and they will have some sort of facility, whether it's fresh water, ways to empty your water tanks or your toilet. And yeah, it's just the perfect place to sleep for free, which yeah. is just amazing. And uh, there's a few countries around Europe that do that very well. And Italy is one of them. It's actually really hard to get information about camper vanning because, you know, I was so excited when you emailed me because I couldn't find it. Like I was Googling away and I'm an expert Googler. Don't don't worry about that. But I could not find anything about Italy and then you would have some random things and they would say, oh, it's not very, France is better and you're better off. But, um, yeah, so I'm really thrilled to know that there's so many great services there. Yeah, I mean, if I was to, to rank it, I would say, yeah, France is better. But that's not to say that Italy isn't also great. Italy, Spain are probably on approximately the same level. Um, and then France is just incredibly high. You can't compare it to France because France is just the most campervan friendly place I think we've ever been. Right. <laughs> but Italy, it's still very, very good. And if you know where to look, like, again, pretty much it's just that app and the website that we mentioned that would be enough for you mm-hmm. to not need to plan and just do those. You can just day by day work out where you're going just using those two resources. And it's, that it's, for us is a sign of a great country yeah. to be in in a van. You don't get the, the, the decision fatigue because, or, you know, or, or having to plan in, in ahead because as Adam mentioned, it could be like 3 p.m., and you don't know where you're sleeping that night, you just open up this app and you can see where you are on the map and where there are places that are safe and with good reviews that you can stay in and you can select, do I want a paid campsite? Do I want somewhere for free? Are these the facilities that I need? And it's just so easy. So it's really taking the best of the technology and just making your Italian road trip a breeze. That oh, sounds amazing. I think as well, uh, the thing that really attracts me to what you're telling us about is really those local experiences and being able to access, you know, like go to someone's vineyard. Honestly, if you haven't seen the sunset over a vineyard in any part of Italy, to be honest, but spe- particularly Tuscany, it's got some sort of special glow that must come from the minerals in the soil or something like that (laughs) i don't know how they do it but it it does look magical and you know have your you know beautiful glass of wine from the local wine shop and or the you know the grower i mean this can't get better than that really can it exactly magic (laughs) is there anything else that you wanted to share with the listeners about camper vanning in italy it's just it sounds too good to be true Yeah, I mean, it is amazing. I would say that we spent more of our time in the north of Italy than we did in the south. And I think as you go further south, like the infrastructure isn't as strong there, it isn't as good. And it wasn't our choice. We would have spent a lot longer in the south and we'd have a lot more to say about it, I'm sure. But by the time we got there, because we spent so long in the north, we kind of had to turn around and drive home. (laughs) But yeah, one thing I would also say, and this is kind of not specific to van life at all, but 
the people are just so friendly everywhere. And I think I've heard a stereotype that the people in the south are friendly and the people in the north can be a bit grumpy. That's not our experience at all. We've had such good experience with people all across Italy. And yeah, that's nothing to do with with van life. It's just an an observation that, that we had. Oh, well, I think you two are very friendly people anyway, so that really goes to help. <laughs> I think if you go in there with the right attitude, you're going to get a lot of love back anyway. So, Yeah, the other thing that helped us make friends along the way oh, yeah. was that we were travelling with my family dog, a little one-eyed Yorkie that is called Trigger. He's been he's been around town. He has, um, he's somewhere between 12 and 14. He's a rescue. My mom and I, we adopted him back in Dublin in Ireland uh, a decade ago and because he's getting on and we miss him since since I've been doing lots of traveling he usually lives with my mom in Dublin we decided to take him on this Italian road trip and it was the, the first time that he got to go on these hikes with us and I mention him because the Italians love dogs like love with a capital bolded underlined in red they love dogs. Carissima. <laughs> Piccolino. Piccolino, Piccolino, that's what we got. Yeah, Piccolino. <laughs> so when he would be with us, everyone would stop. It is, Italy is an incredibly dog-friendly country. Yeah. So we were allowed to bring Trigger into museums, even churches. I mean... Littles. S- yeah. When in your supermarkets, no problem. Cafes, restaurants, no question about it. Everyone invited him in. They were more happy to have him there than us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you have kids as well. I'm just so you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So we had, again, that just amplified the the kindness and the warmth of the Italian people and, and our experience there. So that is another thing to bear in mind. Well, I'm sure he got completely spoiled and uh, lots of pats and cuddles and all of those things. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm sure it opened up lots of conversations for you as well, you know, that you probably wouldn't have had otherwise. That's a really interesting thing. I have actually had people ask me, can they take their dog to Italy? And I just didn't know. So thanks for sharing that. When we were in Positano, I went out and I, I went on a, on a solo walk with Triggy, just the two of us. I did meet a couple from the US that had brought their small little dog with them. So I know that it is absolutely possible for you to, you know, fly to Europe with your dog, go to Italy and, you know, they're a family member. So bring them along. <laughs> I know um, Danielle, who's a regular on here, She's take, she takes her dog Lenu over to that part of the world. And yeah, I think Lenu has a very nice time exploring the coastline over there. Maybe it was Lenu that you met, who knows? Maybe <laughs> Lenu on holiday. Yeah. Are you planning any trips back to Italy in the future or are you, you're continuing around the world for now? There's nothing in the pipeline, but we know that we will be back. It's one of our favourite countries for good reason. Yeah, and in actual fact, we have been seriously considering buying a homestead in Italy, a renovation project, something that we can really learn DIY because we know nothing, but we love the idea of it and we love the idea of growing our own vegetables and incorporating our lives into locals and all of it and so when we were in the Abruzzo area we actually viewed a couple of properties just to start getting our head into it so whilst there's nothing in the diary exactly when we know that between Italy and Portugal we want to really 
research where we would want to call home and I mean we love Italy for all the reasons that you do and all the reasons that your listeners do and once you're there you just you can't get it out of your your head and your heart no, you really can't. Oh, goodness. It sounds like such a great adventure that you're going on. I'm actually, listeners, I'm actually talking to Tanya and Adam from Nepal, which is like a whole nother world away from Italy and from Australia as well. <laughs> so, Tanya and Adam, can you remind our listeners how they can stay in touch with you and learn more about your work on Jits Into the Sunset? Yeah, absolutely. We have our YouTube channel where we post our travel films there from our our time in Italy. We have four or five videos on a playlist there so you can indulge in everything that we have just described. We'll take you along on that visual journey and also videos from all over our travels. We're also on Instagram and on Facebook. If you search Jits Into The Sunset, our website, it's jitsintothesunset.com. And we are also podcast hosts of the Adventure Mindset podcast, where we interview people that love to travel, to do road trips, and also take on adventures. So the Adventure Mindset podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. If that was all a lot to take in, just go to jitsintothesunset.com and everything will be linked there. <laughs> Adam's always better. <laughs> we'll always put a link into the show notes as well. But what I want to say to everyone, you know, uh, I haven't really voiced his opinion publicly. I have two people privately, but I do think there's not a lot of great information on YouTube online. But um, go and check out Jits Into The Sunset because they're taking a very kind of different approach to the way they do videos and it's more of a deep exploration of culture and the destinations that they visit, which I think, you know, instead of, you know, those kind of clickbaity top five things to do wherever, I think, you know, if we're going to be appreciating a place, you know, in a more deep way, then that's the kind of video that I look forward to anyway. So thank you so much for that. That's very kind words. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. And, and thank you to your listeners for if they've made it all the way to the end. It's honestly such a pleasure, such a privilege. We're just yeah. absolutely, I'm, my, my cheeks are hurting yeah, from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so, so much. And uh, we're, we're just, we're so glad to have had this conversation and thank you for, for welcoming us and introducing us to your community. Oh, thank you so much. And, you know, keep going with all the inspiration and the practical tips. And, um, you know, I just loved hearing about your story exploring Italy and with your little pup in tow. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> Grazie. Thank you. Thank you. A big thank you again to Katie for having us as guests on her podcast, Untold Italy. And if you want to hear more from her podcast, of course, that is linked in our show notes. And if you want to hear more from us and more about Italy, please go out and check out episode 20 titled Van Life Italy, hiking the Dolomite Mountains, where we shared all about that experience, tips and tricks and how to do that in a camper van as well.